question for you, Paul. What's that, mate? When is a Sierra game not a Sierra game? Um, I'm not sure. Will you tell me? You totally know the answer because this entire episode is your idea. We're talking about enclosure. I'm not sure I want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry I made you play the game. I know it took hours of your life away, blah, blah, blah. But I, I know you were rolling along with my intro, but <laughs> I, I am not allowing you off the hook on this one. Uh, <laughs> you recommended Enclosure. You recommended that I play Enclosure for this episode, and so I did. And before we go any further into this episode, if anyone... If if people only listen to the first two minutes of this entire podcast, all it, I want nothing else but to say that if you like Sierra games and you like the AGI era particularly, play this game. Play it. Try the game at least. You don't even have to play all the way through it. At least try it. You might like it. You might not. But it this is an effort that is definitely worth you giving it a shot. That's that it. That and your life may depend on it. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, that's all good. No, that's that's that is very valid point to make. But that being well, said, you're about to threaten everyone. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're prolonging the inevitable here. So, yeah, play this game. It's called Enclosure. You can find it on sites where uh, free software is distributed because it is free software. It's freeware. It came out in 2004, um, and it was free at the time too, from what I understand. It's definitely a lot of effort and work went and love went into making this game. So it's definitely worth... Uh, and I know a lot of people, or not a lot of people, but I know people who've played it. And generally, those who've played it have good things to say about it. That being said, <laughs> I was mediocre on it. I, I thought it was... I appreciated it. I just didn't like it as much as you did. Therefore, I'm going to let you... Tell us why you liked this game. Before I do, the way you say you appreciated it sounds like when a parent puts their kid's shit artwork on the fridge. You're like, I mean, this is shit, but I appreciate your artwork, son. Good job. I'm talking about young kids. I, I, not all the time. That is a fantastic analogy. <laughs> um, which, which I know it is also a little bit harsh. It's a little bit harsh, too. I, I don't want it to... Um, I don't want it to say that this game is basically your five-year-old's like uh, handprint turkey drawing that you have to put onto the fridge or else they'll cry. Um, <laughs> it's not, I don't mean it to be that mean, um, but I do think it's sort of like, yeah, you know, you appreciate. Shit. Sorry. How professional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do excuse me though. I have to take this. And we're back after Paul took a phone call during recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so enclosure. Right, so enclosure. Um, you liked you liked it a lot. Yes, it is the macaroni necklace of games, according to Rick. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a good game, and I can I I can say uh, I probably like it more in my immediate memory of it than I really did. I think I was just so blown away at how I think I was calling it to you like the Sierra game that never happened. 
because it's so so Sierra-ish, not not necessarily all all the way through, but on on paper, let's say on the surface, and and it's kind of like it's horror, but like I'm not saying Sierra was PG because they, they they weren't. I mean, especially with the deaths, but the, even that aside, you know, they could they had a dark side as well, but it still walks that line, doesn't get really scary. So I could see it selling for families as well, like just on, on the fringe of, of being too scary or not. Um, not that it's really at all scary, scary, but you know what I mean? Uh, spooky, creepy, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, no, it, it seemed like a really cool game. And I think that, that it kind of captivated me and grabbed me right away. And I never let go. And, and then looking back, I could kind of see a lot of holes in it also. But uh, I guess I'm, I'm representing the positive side. So I'll, I'll stick on that. Um, it was just cool. It's, it's, you know, like, you know, every game exists for, from Sierra. Uh, all the kind of clunkier but charming AGI games. And then you see this one, like for me, the, the moment of discovering it, I'm like, oh, you know, it, it, it's like, it, you know, uh, was buried in a time capsule. It's like one we didn't know about because it, it came across that professional. It's a very long game, which helps it feel, you know, real Sierra-ish. Um, but it's cool. It's cool. And, and actually to people listening to it, it was made on, uh, cause that's who we're talking to is to people listening. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> it's uh, it's made in AGI, which means it, it can be played in Scum VM. So it's not like a big deal because um, it was made in the actual AGI engine, which must have been a real pain in the dick in 2004. Like, I'm not sure if they dig up old computers to, to use it or whatever, but well done. Um, I, I think it looked very similar to a Sierra game. Um, and I think that what, um, what this game did to me was make me really appreciate Sierra games, uh, cause we, I think we kind of take for granted exactly how good, I mean, it, that, that sounds funny to say, considering how many of the people who are listening to this will likely be really big Sierra game fans, uh, including the AGI games, like the classic Police Quest and um, Space Quest 1 and 2, King's Quest 1 through 3, uh, all, Gold Rush. You know, all, there's so many games that are in the AGI era that I believe that people have a lot of fondness for. So, um, the, the, the thing for me is that uh, when I played this game, it made me realize exactly how good AGI was. Because it, it, AGI always seems so much more, uh, in recent memory, it, it seems so simple. But it, looking at Enclosure, when you see people try to mimic the Sierra style and not quite reach that level, it kind of really showed exactly how much talent and design and art went into the old Sierra games. Because you, you don't really notice it because that's sort of, all, you know, they only really compare it to themselves. And now you see somebody try in 2004, try and not quite reach that level. And then it's kind of like, wow, Sierra really did something special back then. Yeah, no, that's a really fair point. It, it definitely, because I agree, I don't think it's harsh what you're saying at all. It, you know, you, you could tell, I, I guess we, we all talk about us included, uh, how brutal Sierra games were. And it's uh, looking back on all games, it's just easier, if not sometimes more fun or whatever to talk about the, all the, the problems and, and the kind of irony and how fun, but shit it is. 
and in reality it's it's like you just alluded to it's it's so much so much skill went into what they did right you know it's not often mm-hmm. kind of see that with enclosure there was the the conversations didn't feel natural for some reason you know what i mean the, mm-hmm. the, i mean at to- at times yeah. but maybe not all the way through it but you know there's so much talking well that i think there actually is i think that part there actually is a valid reason for it i, I believe somebody explained to me that uh, english was not the first language of the designers and the programmers right so there was a lot of uh, translation issues see that makes sense because there's very much like that you know Where's the beef? Like, like these kind of like out, outdated, like just a weird delivery that that feels a little. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. In other words, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. and you know what? I'll stop Oh God, I'm still done it again. The to people listening thing. But so to people listening uh, and to future Rick, who's editing this now. Hey mate, um, <laughs> remember when I said that thing when we were recording? All right. Anyway. Um, so what the game's actually about is a is like a murder mystery. Um, it's not all that different from the you know Agatha Christie thing that's been done quite a bit in adventure games of you know, and then there were one sort of thing, uh, but it's it's done really well in a you know d- d- detective investigative sort of stories just work really well with adventure games. You know, like like Colonel's Bequest or Laravo yes. and, uh, as a whole and, and et cetera, et cetera. It's just a great medium for investigating Gabriel Knight. Sorry, I just couldn't think of more until then. Um, <laughs> but so uh, the baseline is like, you're this bloke named Mike. Um, you and your girlfriend are running this um, sham, uh, te- like, what would you say it was? Seance. Thing. Yeah, like seances. Uh, people come in wanting to talk to loved ones that passed away. Um, and they kind of fake it with like the shabby effects and things like that. Like Mike plays the corpse kind of thing and she, she reads the, the hands. And um, Mike goes to a bar after they get busted. And um, this guy asks him to come along on a, uh, a boat to his father's old abandoned oil mine um, uh, because it's not producing oil, et cetera, et cetera. But he basically, the, the guy who pays Mike and his girlfriend to go, you play Mike again, um, going with like, you know, so you're like the telepath, let's say, and then you're going with like a, a, a man who knows like ancient Chinese medicine. You're going with like a, a palm reader, things like that. I'm, I'm not being too specific, but everyone's got their own skill set, X-Men style. And you go on this, you know, abandoned rig and things start going wrong one at a time. So anyway, that, that's what the game's actually about. Probably should give some context because it's not like a you know, well-known thing. So there you that's go. That's true. I kind of regret doing it, but it's done. No, no. I mean, it's a good point too because I, I tend to forget as well um, that I didn't even know about this game until you told me about it. I, I You're the only one who has ever told me about it until I um, I, I think on the, uh, the Classic Gamers Guild Facebook group, I posted a screenshot I think maybe two people chimed in like, oh, I know that game. That's a good one. So I really don't know very many people in amongst like a couple thousand people who specifically go to classic gamers groups on Facebook and, you know, grand total three people have played this game that I that I'm aware of. Right, right. So it, it is pretty obscure. So, yeah, a little bit of context is great. And um, uh, and again, it it is cool to see. Uh, a throwback to AGI, especially since this came out 2004. Uh, it's cool that they went with the mystery because mysteries are cool and underrepresented in a good way. And um, even though I did just spend some time criticizing some of the art, it's not bad, uh, particularly. 
some of the outside scenes, like the exterior scenes, are actually really quite good. Uh, credit where due. It's just you get you spend most of the game stuck in this facility, which is basically the same recycled screens. Like, uh, how many are there? Like five unique screens that get recycled over and over yeah, again. Yeah, because you got to go in like twenty rooms, and they all look the same with you know little differences, but the room itself is all the same. And then and then the hallways go on forever. And they all look the same. Yeah, it's pretty much just like a bedroom, and then the interesting area is like the the kitchen and that science room. Yeah, and then you know there's a kitchen and then bedrooms and then that one hallway that exists throughout the entire facility. Yeah, which is really confusing. Although I did get a jump scare in that hallway. I think towards the end of the game, something runs off screen, on or off screen, really quick mm-hmm. and scares the shit out of me. I mean, and they do have some pretty interesting elements of horror that's actually really quite good if i had been a little bit more invested in the story but unfortunately uh by the time they actually started happening i was a little bit lost at that point like i really was at that point playing to finish more so than i was actually particularly invested um and uh, and again i i know people who like this and i know people who probably have a lot deeper uh, uh attention spans than i do i don't have that great of an attention span, which does not translate well to a game that's like 90% dialogue-based gameplay. So, you know, take my word, my opinions on this with many grains of salt. I, I am not necessarily the target demographic for this game at all. Um, other than the fact that I just happen to, you know, be a classic gamer who enjoys like the, the retro style of it. But, um, I think we might have touched on, I, I can't remember the exact extent to which we discussed before, I think maybe in our um, episode about St. Christopher's, about the importance of flavor text and how uh, underappreciated and uh, overlooked that particular aspect of games uh, tends to be. Because, again, when you see it in a game that kind of doesn't really quite nail it it is a lot more obvious and more pronounced so again i don't want to criticize these people because this is english is their second language and um english is my only language and i'm not even particularly good at it so you know i can't really complain about other people's grasp of it but um you know this is the game where you know you you walk into a hallway where it's a sort of it's the end of the hallway before it turns right and you know, Sierra games have always taught us when you enter a room, you look to see what's notable. So there's this, it's just a hallway that turns to the right and you type look and it tells you the hallway turns right here. (laughs) And, and you know, there, there's, you know, the flavor text is a good little spot to like throw in a little bit of personality or to throw in a little something. And even when I posted that little picture in the group to say, to say like, Hey, um, you know, this is just to illustrate the importance of good flavor text. Somebody actually even pointed out that, you know, when the when the dialogue box says the hallway turns to the right here, it only works if you're coming up from the bottom. If you had actually been coming from the right when you typed look, it doesn't work as well <laughs> because the orientation to your character is totally screwed up now. So, you know, the little things like that, the little details. Um you know, it, it it takes a game like this, which, you know, obviously I don't want to criticize the effort because so much went into it. It makes me feel bad to really um, criticize it. But uh, it takes a game like this to really show you 
to, to show you how well done or how deceptively difficult it could be to do this really well. Right, right. Yes. No, I don't think that's too harsh either. I mean, it's, 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 uh, you know, for the time and the tools, etc. Um, it's it's not far off some of the best you can do when it's like a guy or two. You know, it really shows off what a what a f- oh yeah what a yeah, full and that's another does. thing to take into consideration. Yeah, yeah. For, for sure. So I don't, you know, it's, it's not a dig on them. It's just just kind of facts. They they done their best, but you, you're absolutely right. It, it it shows you if you think you can just kind of walk in and not have a plan to make a game. It, it'll it, this definitely shows you you know just the little things where you think you've got it, but but. As you just mentioned, like, you know, if you click, mm-hmm. if you ask to see the room in a different angle, those are little things that takes like actual experience, you know, coming up ranks, yeah. stuff like that, for sure. That's fair. And and if nothing else, if absolutely nothing else, I, I think that is even an, um, I think that is even a big argument as to why you should play this game. Like, if you want to be a game designer, you, this is like kind of mandatory to play just so you can compare it to the old Sierra games and say like, okay, so here's a game that came out in the 2004. So that's like upwards of almost 20 years of game design experience from like the AGI era. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, there's actually quite a bit of, quite a bit of time. So when you think about somebody 20 years later, trying to mimic this style and kind of just falling a little bit short. So what is it that we can learn from this, from their experience. No, that's a really good point. It would be a great kind of litmus test for, for I'm not sure if I use that correctly for developers to to use because, like you said, it's on the surface to people that, that aren't like you know aficionados or kind of obsessed with this genre, um, like ourselves, probably everyone listening. But regardless, to on the surface, it it, it seems like they've done everything right. But but really, it takes yes. that fine eye to see how so much of it is truly actually wrong. And and like you said, it, but it's so much is done right enough to where you can play through it and and not you know hate it, um, and and find yourself enjoying it enough to start taking notes of like you know how did how did this not go right? It it looks like the full package, and you can learn so much about what they done wrong. Like for example, you, you talk to you're there with like what a, a do, uh, eleven? I think it's like there's a dozen of you. Regardless, you. Sound like right, that. Some, There's a few, maybe eight to ten to twelve, whatever. So you're there with a lot of other people. Again, they all have different talents and backgrounds and everything, and you have to talk to them all. I mean, it's a large part of any murder mystery. Just you know, like the other in the genre, you talk to everybody, get to know the story. You as a person trying to to understand who might have done it, or whatever. Um, and and I think as I kind of warned you at, at some point. Uh, when you got f- fatigue with it, because the pacing is also horrible. <laughs> I'll get to that in a mm-hmm. second. The pacing is, is something that separates probably like, you know, pros from, from not sort of thing as well. But anyway, it's... Uh, so anyway, talking to between like, you know, eight and 12 different characters, learning about their, their backgrounds to see who might have done some, some foul or whatever. But what I kind of noticed is like, it doesn't really matter if you listen to what they say. And that's a big problem because most of the game is that. Yeah. And, and like the events of the game, because it's old school, it's quite linear. Like it's, you know, clicking through answers is going to get you further in the game. Whether or not you actually investigate, let's say, as a player, doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. It unfolds as it will anyway. So, you know, there came a point where I just started clicking through everything because I started to see how it was going. I'm like, I just got to talk to everyone for something to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Basically, the way you, um, if you, if you ever get stuck in this game, the way you progress is you go to every single person and you talk to each person about five to six times. 
And if by the sixth time you don't get points for talking to them, you move on to the next person. And then if you talk to somebody and you get points for talking to them, possibly even like around the third or fourth time you talk to them, you might get some points. Then keep talking to them until you stop getting points. And yeah. then that triggers the next yeah, event. It, it, the first half of the game can be exhausting. We, we spoke uh, uh, midway through you playing it, you started to get a little fatigue um, from the, just because, yes. you know, it, it just seemed like what we're just describing, just endless dialogue that doesn't really, really matter. I mean, it's it, whether you find it interesting or not, it's up to you. But anyway, I, I, I wanted, uh, I had mentioned to you at the time, I'm like, you're almost at the seance because you were gathering items for it. So you're almost at the, very, the first seance. And I was like, you know, if, if, if you like it, from there on out then cool you know try and get to that point in other words before you abandon it because i think it picks up and we haven't spoken uh off recording about it did it pick up from that point according to my memory a little bit it did uh it did generally um that's definitely when things started to happen and i really would have liked that if it could have gotten there a little bit sooner but um but like i say it never really it never really sucked me in I think I think just because at that point I was kind of just playing to get through it, but because uh, I didn't really have, I, I don't know what it was. I just didn't really have any connection to the characters. Right. I I think that's really important when you have a game like this. I think, uh, and again, there's a lot lost in translation because you know they aren't native English speakers or you know they're really good English speakers, considering it's like their second language language or whatever. Um. So you know. Big congrats to them because, like I said, I can barely even speak only one. <clears throat> but just, uh, you know, the fact is that I just couldn't get into it. I just couldn't get into the characters. I couldn't get invested. I couldn't follow, you know, by the end when you kind of find it, figure out what is actually happening, I didn't really care. <laughs> right. Yeah. <You> know? <laughs> it's like, oh, here's, here's a, here's the big twist. It's like, yeah, okay. Are we done yet? Um, but I guess uh, you know, there's a couple of moments in particular in this game that I do want to talk about, if nothing else. And um, first, and I've already explained this part to you, where the first part where the game actually becomes interactive is you have to land the helicopter. And it's like, basically, you're in a... The, the, you're in whiteout condition, so it's snowing so hard you can't see anything except white. Um, but you know where... But it does at least show you where the landing pad is. So I'm, I'm versed in my Sierra game. So I kind of knew like, oh, okay. I, I, I'm, it, it goes right into there from the intro cutscene without any real warning. And it expects you to land the helicopter, but I figured it out pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm in the helicopter now. I have to land this on that helipad. And so I brought it over and I landed it on the helipad and crashed and died. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. Welcome to AGI. <laughs> I missed yeah, you. Yeah, I'm like, no, I, I'm pretty sure that's where I'm supposed to land this helicopter. <laughs> so I tried it again, and I tried it again on different spots of the helipad. It's a very small helipad, so there's not a lot of options. And I just kept crashing and dying. I'm like, okay, well, what do they want me to do? They want me to land it off the helipad? Is it going to be one of those games? Oh, you did the obvious? Right. And, you know, we're going to punish you, so you have to do what's unobvious now. Like, do I have to land it off the helipad? Nope, I died. I died and died and died and died and died. I'm like, oh, for crying out loud. 
So I looked up the walkthrough, and as you recommended, I do. I you recommended I not be shy about using walkthrough to get through the game, and I definitely um, am grateful that you warned me about that. And so I read the walkthrough, and it just completely assumed that that was like the easiest part of the <laughs> game because it just like uh, the walkthrough started with. After you land the helicopter, <laughs> you then do this. <laughs> there was there, they didn't even spend any time on how to land the helicopter. They just said, "Okay, so um, game starts, and after you land the helicopter, you start doing this." I'm like, "What?" Because, but <laughs> because the program is a dicks. <laughs> yeah. No, this... so I had to look up. I had to look it up on YouTube. I was like, "Okay, fine. Show me how to do it." And they landed it on the helipad, just like I tried to do several times before. I'm like, "That's not what happens." <laughs> I try. I did exactly that, and I died like five times. But fine, we'll see what happens if I try it again. And it worked this time. For no reason. <laughs> Except the fact that I I had the confidence to do it now, apparently. Uh, it's great. I, I had similar horror experience with that intro. Because the, the first, like, two, maybe even three times in my ignorance, I thought that was part of the intro. I'm like, oh, okay, we're flying there. Oh, yeah. and now the helicopter crashes. And then it was, you know, it goes blank. And I'm like, was that a bug? Let me try that again. I, I think I sat there two times and it just crashed. I'm like, where's the... <laughs> Where's the story after it crashes? And then I realized only then I had to do something about it. And there's no fucking uh, instructions on even how to control it. It's just, just go. You're just in a thinking mm -hmm. chip with like six seconds to work it all out. And it, yeah, it's, it was definitely yeah. a great welcome back to AGI games moment. <laughs> in my head, I saw, and I, so I was going to say, so overthinking it. I'm like, well, you know, this is an old adventure game, supposedly. Maybe that's on H. Maybe it's a giant I, you know, <laughs> like what kind of, kind of <laughs> logic are they getting at? Well, I mean, I was all proud of myself, too, because I'm sort of like, oh, they tried to do that thing where you don't realize you're not in the intro anymore and then you die. But I, I'm, I'm too clever for that. I knew exactly when to take over. They can't they can't kill me that easy. And then I landed on the helipad and died. No <laughs> like, reward for your experience. Yeah. That's a shame. <laughs> and I still couldn't even tell you what was any different between when I landed it the first five times and the, fi the time when I finally uh, registered as successful. So I would even, I would not even question if you told me or if the designer told me to my face that it's actually on like a random, uh, like, you know, it, it, it's a random result every time you touch down as to whether or not you live or die. I would believe them. <laughs> I would completely believe them. I, I know that there must be like some sort of like, you know, you have to be within a few certain specific pixels, but if they told me that it was just entirely random, I would totally believe it. <laughs> so that's number one. Second thing, and this is kind of, um, uh, I, I'm not saying this in any way to say that I'm offended by this at all, because I'm totally not. I say uh, this just with an amusing <laughs> smirk on my face, which is sort of like, I, I'm, I find it funny. I am not, in, I, I'm kind of, happy at this just because it gives me such a good little chuckle to myself i am not in any way offended and i am in, in no way suggesting that anyone who worked on this game is racist i will pay money to bet that they aren't 
And if anyone accuses them of racism, I'll step up to their defense and say, no, I'm pretty sure they're not racist. That being said, <laughs> they're, uh, I mean, I, I know that they don't have very many colors to work with in the color palette of EGA. <laughs> but there's an Asian character who, um, the, the, the dead giveaway would have been the fact that his name is something very uh, identifiably Chinese. Like, I, I forget exactly what it was. But it was like, there's probably a Wong in there. It was like a Wong. Yeah, it was something that was very Chinese. When I read it, I was like, well, that's obviously a Chinese character. I didn't even need to get that far into figuring out that it was, a, it was an Asian character because they colored their skin tone with like the brightest yellow color on the palette available <laughs> to differentiate them from everyone else. And it's like, wow, you know, there's, we would have figured it out from his name, but giving him like the bright yellow skin tone, not entirely necessary. It's, it is offensively yellow. <laughs> it, was, it was really yellow. I'm, and I, like I said, I'm not saying this to be offended. I'm not, absolutely not. And I'm not saying this to accuse the designers of anything. I just think it's hilarious that. They just kind of like, I, I get the feeling they just kind of like choked in the moment. You're like, how do we depict an Asian character? And just went with yellow, like, like full on like canary yellow yeah. skin tone. No, speaking as as a, the non-Asian of the two of us, it, it was apparent to me off the bat that it was offensive. Like, you know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's like 1930s, like Disney offensive, <laughs> like just this blatant good old fashioned family racism shit going on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that, that's a good, and that's kind of a good point where it's sort of like, you know, they never intended it to be racist. In fact, if anything, they probably intended it to be diversity, right? They probably had the good intentions. They're like, oh, we're including some, all these minorities in here. It's great. They just never ever <laughs> saw an actual Asian person in real life and thought their skin was really canary yellow. <laughs> So, yeah, I, and again, I, I just bring that up just to say that I found that really amusing. Um, in that, if anyone actually does play this game because they heard about it here, just be prepared for that and just, like, you know, um, understand that that particular aspect did not age very well <laughs> compared to 15 years ago. And even 15 years ago, like you said, probably wasn't really that great to begin <laughs> with, but... Um, they, they are behind on the references, like the Where's the Beef thing. We got to give them that. Yeah, go, go go easy on them. They were trying to be diverse. <laughs> it's it's funny because you know, knowing this would come up, obviously, it was the a big elephant in the room. I, I <laughs> he's even got robes. Yes, <laughs> there is that. So, again, be mindful of these things. Play this game and take notes and kind of <laughs> learn the lessons. Um. There's uh, another thing that sort of got me a little bit in this game is that there's a few points where um, you, you know, you're in like some oil drilling station or something like that. Oil is a big part of this game. <laughs> True. And there'll be times where you sort of like go into a room and it's like, oh my God, everything is splattered with oil now. And it wasn't done. It wasn't covered in oil just a second ago, but now it's splattered in oil. <clears throat> and um, I... <laughs> I swear to God, like when it happened, I was kind of like, I couldn't really tell. Like, I just thought like everything got a little bit darker and I couldn't really, like everything was already so unclear to begin right, with right. that 
splashing oil everywhere is sort of like, oh, it's a little bit dimmer now. But again, like I said, th these are just little nitpicks. These are just sort of like little things that are sort of like um, just an amusing story to share my experience with the game. But I don't really, but those don't really count towards like my overall opinion of it. Um, generally, like I said, it, it's a good game to play alongside other AGI Sierra games just to appreciate how ahead of the game um, Sierra was at the time, like how ahead um, of their time they were back then, because, you know, it, it's a style and just a, a beauty to the art that is very surprisingly difficult to replicate. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> Even for just fans of genre, it's, it's kind of a cool little lesson as you kind of coined it, Rick. I think that's brilliant because it's, it's more like you could actually learn from it because it just does so much right without getting it right. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that it's a fascinating kind <laughs> of study because, it's it, again, it's not unenjoyable, so it's not like you're going to, you know, mm -hmm. put yourself through homework playing it. it. It's enjoyable enough to get through. Use a walkthrough. It's it's on the same website where you download the game. Just just Google Escape. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't Google that. It's not it. It's, uh, <laughs> that, but the opposite. Google Enclosure Fimo Duo, uh, and, and you'll go right there. And there's a walkthrough on the website with the game. Yeah. Get the walkthrough. Know that you if the dialogue... And, it will get gets fatiguing just start clicking through it you'll get through it so much quicker it doesn't really fucking matter unfortunately yeah but it, and i think uh just because you're you're starting to glitch out a little bit in the sound so for those who might not have heard it um you actually really nailed it when you said that they uh they did so much right without actually doing it quite right like they did do a lot right the look is very spot on of the agi of the time it just isn't quite as good as it was at the time, but they did nail it. Like they did do so much right, even if it didn't really quite get it right. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's probably the best way to summarize it. And uh, to, you know, it's just enough nostalgia to get you through it again with the walkthrough, um, and and find it pro probably enjoyable, at least the, the the second half of it. But um, but yeah, no, it's I think fascinating study. You know, to, I would be cool to see this game as like a, a template where where people could go in and. Uh, you know, make make it their own game, their own dialogue. You know, and I'd love mm -hmm. to see what people come up with because it's so much of it is, and it's such a conversation based game. You know, dialogue heavy game that because the conversations don't feel natural, it kind of fucks the whole thing. And so, see what other people could do with these characters in this whole. And again, if if it could be a template, that'd be so cool. You could put your own dialogue in. I mm -hmm. bet you'd, you know. Most people would yeah. do a better job. Throw in, throw in some flavor text explaining why somebody has a, has a yellow skin disease. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh god. Um, uh, we want. All right. Well, any any uh, final thoughts um, on enclosure? No, I guess not. I'm sorry for wasting your time. <laughs> I hope I've lost credentials. It was not a waste of time. It was, uh, like I said, it was a learning experience. It it heightened my appreciation for AGI era Sierra games. Yes, and it was enjoyable for what it was. Don't get me wrong. I just I you know B minus. If I had to give, I don't really rate games on a rating system, but if I had to, B minus. Yeah. yeah. All right. The, the, again, the macaroni necklace of games. This world will fit dearly in our hearts forever. That was that was uh, 
a very gentle ending there. Um, so yeah, don't do murder. Alrighty then. Thank you.